maximize your job to the best of your ability and suck up all the money you can from from your job you're worth it you add so much value Thanks. to companies and on top of that Hassan, i really think that mm. look at their skills and talents their natural skills and talents really start thinking of ways you can monetize these skills because 100%. Even you know, with a job inside the job, you're get you're gaining so many skills that people pay top dollar for in a business. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a. What's up? What's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast. And I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy. And we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. What's up, what's up, my fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas aka the kid that did and the man that can baby and today we're gonna be chopping it up with financial educator wealth coach and the founder of and the founder of cash is queen miss yaritifa how are you how are you yeah how's everything business talk to us oh my gosh it's been there's been so many opportunities yeah realized how much of a cash cow fincon was like with the the partnerships yeah. and brand opportunities. Just a lot of amazing people that want to see you win. That's so, so important. Big facts, big facts. Well, like I said, you know, we're, we're not at FinCon no more. We're, we're here on FYI Fly. And what we like to do here, we like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff. So when it comes to your finances, you know, we we, we speaking with the cashless queen herself. So when it, when it comes to finances, I truly believe that a budget is the most fundamental part. You know, I believe that a budget is just like, you know, a spending plan. Cause a lot of people hear that, hear that B word and they, and they get a little apprehensive. So, you know, I, I really want to get your thoughts on how important a budget is whenever you're trying to get your financials right. Right. So it's, it's honestly the, the most fundamental concept that you could ever work on in the beginning of your financial journey and your stage and wherever you are okay. in every stage yeah. of your life, you really should be budgeting because it really it mm -hmm. gives you a lot of clarity around what's going on with your money, where your money leaks are coming from, where the overspending is yeah. from, you know, where where you have room to grow and expand and, and put your money, right? Because it's also the huh. side of that is, okay, yeah, I don't have enough money. I need to figure out how to make more. Another side of that is I got, I'm making a lot, a lot of money, right? I have surplus. Yeah. I got surplus. How do I maximize my money? How do I leverage what I have, my surplus, to mm. then go and, you know, grow it, right? So, and that was actually when I was yeah. in college, right? I was in that space of, okay, I don't make enough. What's going on? How do I, you know, allocate funds accordingly? How do I, you know, ad make adjustments? But then when I, mm -hmm. when I, when I went to, you know, I worked in corporate for almost 10 years, I got to right. where I was, I had surplus of four figures in some months, which is crazy hmm. people. Cause a lot of people, so to go going from a from not a lot to having a lot, you know, it's a big. What would you say is like your biggest lesson learned from going, like you said, from 
not having a lot of money, not having a lot of leftover income to having a lot of income, what would you say is the biggest like, oh man, because you, you, you've you witnessed both sides of the spectrum. So what, what would you say is the biggest difference there? Wow. So that, that's a loaded question. I very <laughs> humble in environment. My parents came here from Dominican Republic with not a lot of money. Mm. And you know how it is when people come here from a different country, you know, you're trying to figure it out. You don't. Yeah. how to grow how to, how to grow your money how to create generational wealth like in most people, Facts. don't you know what that is <laughs> no, hell no and most people that don't have that guidance of like having that quote-unquote rich dad or you know that, yeah. that that environment that kind of can get them to that next stage they fall into poverty mm -hmm. and that's exactly what happened to us we lived on you know, on government assistance, food stamps, welfare, I mean, all of the above, right? So coming yeah. from that, you know, where like we have really had to figure out towards the end of the month how we were going to eat to then, you mm -hmm. know, now making over six figures, having thousands of dollars in, you know, an account and in, in a savings account. Yeah. Having, you know, growing my net worth like crazy in different investment accounts. And I realized in that journey, I had to do a lot of internal things. You know, there was a lot of mm -hmm. undoing, unpacking that I had to kind of like uncover and be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, growing up, I was, I, I realized that because I grew up in that environment, I, yeah. I thought that I wasn't going to that I wasn't worthy of money, like of abundance. Wow. Well, you know, I, I'm just supposed to pay bills and die. I didn't even, I had yeah. a concept of financial freedom, generational wealth, none of that. How to leverage money, mm -hmm. like how successful people and wealthy people and millionaires. And what was that turning point for you? What, what, Cause I feel like a lot of people are in that same mode of, you know, I don't, I don't, do I deserve financial freedom? Do I deserve to be wealthy? What was that turning point for you? Like, this is, this is my birthright. You know, like Ash Cash says, abundance is my birthright. So when was that turning point for you? I think it, it definitely took a long time. You know, it's not something that is like this event happened and like my mindset shifts. It's not like that. Got you. Okay. A series of, mm -hmm. a series of situations, a series of connections a series of, of of meetings so i got connected when i was in, in in corporate i got connected with a group of very successful entrepreneurs at the time and i started to do a lot of networking and that is okay to people that like started to talk about financial freedom and i was like and i in my life heard of this term hassan like i'm telling you i've never yeah and and then i'm here i'm 20 what 22 23 and people are like, you know, you deserve to be wealthy, talking about financial freedom, what it takes to be financially free. And it kind of mm -hmm. opened up my eyes and I started to notice different things about my life. Like, mm, maybe I should do this a little bit different. Maybe I shouldn't party like I used to. Maybe I should buy, yeah. you know, use a lot of my surplus to buy clothes and buy alcohol and go to parties and, and clubs, you know, and I started... And uh -huh. like reframe my mind in that process okay. of not only having that mindset of, you know, I would say evolving mindset because you're never, you never get there. You never arrive. You're always arriving. Right. Sure. So it was mm -hmm. that. And then it was also the fact that while that was happening, I was also paying debt. Mm -hmm. 
And I was doing things that were increasing my net worth, which when you when you yeah. really work on that, your confidence increases. So for sure. So that was a lot that had a lot to do with my results, right? With me like undoing a lot of the things and unlearning a lot of the things I learned because I didn't learn none of this in my house. My parents didn't what what a high yield savings account meant. They didn't know Yeah. Know, what investments accounts to open to open up for what what the benefits of those accounts were. My mom couldn't even open up a 401k until like five years ago and she's about to retire because she had to take wow. so it was a lot of those things and you know generational trauma mm. and curses like oh you know that this is not gonna happen for you what makes you think that you're good enough for this and those types of mm. that like I feel like communities of color and people that come from low income backgrounds have to deal with and they these are real yeah these are real situations that you really have to work on intentionally because if you don't it's going to be so hard for you to attract the, the abundance and the wealth that you want so yeah and you spoke you even spoke on you know those you know minority communities that we come come up from and first generational communities and i think one of the biggest thing that's kind of like a trend in our communities is a distrust for banks and financial institutions so can you speak a little bit on how important it is that we break out of that cycle and start using these banks, you know, how they're supposed to be used and not letting them use us? <laughs> right. So that that's part of this whole journey of getting from where you are, scarcity mindset, you know, not thinking you're mm -hmm. to wealth and abundance. Those are, that was one of the things that I had to kind of learn. <laughs> it's so interesting that you mentioned it. Yeah. My mom, this is hilarious. So my, my, yeah. I literally had to write like a, a dissertation and like explain to her the benefits of a high yield savings account. My girl had wow. $5 under her mattress. And this, she's so traditional. How much? She had quite a few, you know, funds under, yeah. under her. So she had that bag under the bed. Yo, she had a bag. <laughs> she had a purse in her closet uh, with like, you know, in case money. Like if something happens to her, you guys, you know, you could take care of me. You could take care of the funeral costs, all these things. And I'm like, girl, what are you doing with that? And then this comes from, you know, the, the past, right? Historical past on how yeah. we've been burned by people and organizations that were supposed to be for mm. us you know historically speaking you know when you look back a great book called the color of money black bank banks and the racial wealth gap so that book mm. i have it right here the color of money black banks and the racial wealth gap which it talks about these things how you know millions of black americans of communities of color lost their their mm. money in bank one because they had them in bank accounts right and because Wow. generational trauma and those and those things that occurred that were real you know in the 50s mm -hmm. the 60s are still kind of like prevalent right now that those thought processes yeah. are happening like people are still like mm, i don't trust we're and we're very skeptical right communities of color are super skeptical about everything and with that information you can't you can't blame us if we were getting ripped off 50s and 60s that's not even a, a long time no. ago for real you know what i'm saying so that's still prevalent and relevant like relevant relevant, relevant.
relevant like you were saying yeah yeah and that's why it's so hard to break out of that habit so i think that's where it truly starts is the knowledge and education because from you know the, the the game that i've read from the experts that i've interviewed and you know written books about you know a lot of them say it's only two ways to really bring more money or you know increase your finances and it's either to decrease your expenses or increase your income you know, to really widen that mar that margin from your income to your expenses. So which one do you believe is the easiest for people to do? Can you like explain that balance for us? Yes. So that is a very interesting question. I love this question because you could absolutely do both, but one is limiting and the mm -hmm. other one is not limiting, right? Decreasing. Talk to There's but so much you could do, right? There's you can only call your service provider once this week to get a discount. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, yeah. it's very limiting, right? So yes, I do love, you know, to bargain and, and to and to see what discounts promotions because guess what? These service providers are not mm. calling you saying that they have a promotion right now. Right. You need you do need to be a, a little bit more proactive and say, okay, every six months I'm gonna call know yeah. my my phone provider my utility bill company you know this subscription that subscription i'm gonna call to see if there's there's anything we could do about these prices right now okay mm. it's important to do for sure so i i really think that it should be literally embedded in your in your in your routines every every six months right but again mm -hmm. it's very limiting and in addition to that, I will say anybody listen to this, listening to this, job income is amazing. I I was in a job for over you know nine years, close to a decade, and it allowed me mm. a lot of opportunities. It allowed me to get out of debt. It allowed me to grow my my net worth to close to close to six figures because of you know yeah. the four one k matching at the job and stuff like that. It allowed me to have account mm -hmm. of five figures before I left Come on corporate, now. you know, that's really the, the buffer that I was able to get to be able to leave corporate. And, you know, when I got to that space where I was like, you know what, I, I want to take my business to the next level that allowed me, that mm -hmm. allowed me that buffer that allowed, it, it allowed me that runway to do that because I, I was in a stock, an employee stock option program while I was at work. Yes, mm. maximize your job to the best of your ability and, you know, suck up all the money you can from, you know, from your job. Come on now. Do if they go if they go use you, you might as well use them. You're worth it. You're worth it. Like you you add so much value Thanks. to companies and you should be make, making sure that you're getting compensated accordingly. Like, come on. Come on now. On top of that, Hassan, I really think that mm. Look at their skills and talents, their natural skills and talents yeah. they have, and really start thinking of ways you can monetize these skills. Because 100%. even you know, with a job inside the job, you're get you're gaining so many skills that people pay top dollar for in a business. Mm. Also, you do have additional skills that you're not using at your job that are natural to you that you you do. And yeah. you can absolutely monetize and make money off of. So it's, I feel like 
And entrepreneurship is such a great way to also create generational wealth because you can pass on to your future kids or, you know, your ne next of kin or whatever. 100%. And I think you were about to touch on, or you were alluding it to, to it a little bit, but can you elaborate on the importance of automation? Put it, put it, because you like you said, we ain't got to lift a finger. We we lift one finger to set up that automation, and then we ain't got to do nothing else after that. But let that money work for us and let it compound. So, can you tap in a little bit with the power of automation? Yeah. So it's it's a benefit for a number of different reasons, right? So not only are you that money is being allocated for your future, but now you're limiting oversight now mm. as well, right? So now that money's leaving your account, you're not you you're not it's not even visible to you. So it's it gives you an opportunity and not yeah. spend as much as you would if it still was in your account, right? So and then you have the the whole thing of, you know, you don't have to go in there every single month. We're busy, right? Going into an investing account and logging in and making that transfer every single month is also something that not only is and yeah. it's time consuming, you know, it takes maybe 10 minutes or five minutes or so, but extrapolating that, it takes some time, right? And then you 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 have to maybe you have to think about it. You have to remember to do it also. So what are what, what happens to those months that you forget to do it? And now you're like, oh, now I I actually did. Exactly. I did spend my investing money on like, you know, on some shoots. So now I can't even invest that money. What's supposed mm -hmm. to go there? And what's going to go there if if your money was if this transfer was automated, right? For sure, for sure. So. I have one more question for you, Relis, and I want to, I really want to read you two quotes and I want you to tell me which one is more accurate in your opinion. All right. Okay. All right. Bet, bet, bet. So the first quote is more money, more problems like Biggie. And that second quote is money can't buy happiness. Which one do you believe is more accurate in your opinion? You know, I love the song, but more money, more problems is so, it, it's, it's so toxic. It's so it's kind of like around the same concept the along the same concept of oh I don't want to make more money because I got to pay more taxes. What? Are you kidding me? Mm. I have, I have yeah. a problem with that with that quote. It really should be more money, more opportunities, more money, more options, more money, more freedom because it's not about the money, it's about what the money can give you. And that's why I think that money can buy mm. money can absolutely buy happiness. Yes. There yeah. are there are other things involved with with having money, right? I want I don't want to be in a Honda crying. I want to be in a Porsche crying. I, I prefer that. But there's there's you you also you can't think that automatically when you have more money everything will find a place and you're you're gonna be happy because that it's more like you you finding your purpose and your calling that will make you happy. Yes, it's going to support those those lifestyle lifestyle shifts that you are probably going to experience as you're growing in life and as you're changing, you know, mm -hmm. environments and seasons in your life. But there are things that you also have to focus on to make yourself happy. It's not just the money. That's just part that's just a small part of it actually. It's really the impact and and what yeah. you can give out to the world. We all have talents and skills that have been instilled in us from God. And it's, they're specific to us. Only we mm. can kind of 
bring out to the environment and we can bring out to other people and we can help, you know, the society with. Only we can do that. Only I can do what I do. Only you can do what you do. The people Thanks. that I that that I impact are different than the people that you impact, right? And that you touch. So with that said, I think you all we also we also should be more more along the lines and thinking of, you know, what is my purpose and calling and how I can make money from that so that I that yeah. happiness that I want and that joy because happiness is fleeting, right? You can make, that's exactly what happened to me in my story, right? I would, I would be upset with my job, wanting uh -huh. to leave my, my, you know, my position and then get a $5,000 bonus check. And then I'm like, all of a sudden happy, but it's fleeting because next week mm -hmm. I'm going to have to deal with some other crap, you know, at work. So it's, it's really about what you can, how you can yeah. maximize those talents and those skills and not really about the money. So money, I feel like can buy happiness, but you also have to look at the, your other, the other areas in your life and not just money. That shouldn't be the end goal, right? That should be the byproduct of your happiness. For, and the way that I like to, first of all, I love the way that you broke it down and it, you said I, what? I, I don't even know if I answered the question, but those are just my thoughts about those two terms or those two phrases. No, you know, you definitely, you definitely did answer the question. And I was going to say the way that I view it is, is, is more aligned with the way that you answered the question as well is, you know, more money, more solutions, and let's use this money as a tool as it's supposed to, to then, you know, create the byproduct of happiness, the byproduct of chasing our passion and accomplishing our goals, helping other people with this money. So that's how I like to, and I'm in full agreement with you is that money is not the end all be all, but we do need the money to accomplish our goals, our dreams and what we want to get done. So the money is, is definitely mandatory. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> like you can't, you can't go without, without money in life. Like there's no way. So we need that. Right. But it's about what it can do for us. How we Big can kind of like give back with that money, how we can use it as a tool and not as this is what I'm achieving in my life. Just having a whole bunch of money. Okay. What is that going to give you? How is that? How are you going to feel? What are you going to do with it? Hey, come on now. Come on now. And like I said, I really do appreciate you jumping on the FY Fly podcast and rocking out with us today. If you have any final words from our audience, any final gems, and then also let them know where they can reach Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So I'm mainly on Instagram at YTFA, my last name, 14. That's where I share most of my fire content, you know, that I provide to, to, to the community. Yeah. I'm also, I also have a website, www.cashesqueenllc.com. And my parting words, parting thoughts. For some reason, this is in my heart it. right now. I don't know. I, I, it's meant for somebody. But you deserve more. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I, what I'll say and how I'll leave this this interview is that you deserve more. You deserve more of everything that you that you want to accomplish. You just need to go out there and get it. Okay. Don't don't let anybody tell you. Yep. You that, you deserve you know, that you that you can't achieve what you want to. Right. That that's too too much of a too big of a dream to accomplish. Never, never, never let anybody's limitations show up in your life 
based on what they tell you about you, right? You you are in this on, on this earth for a reason and a purpose. And it's up to you to find out what that is so that you can really live the life that you want. Come on now. Drop them gems on us. Drop them gems on us. And to, to piggyback off what you just said, don't let someone's limitations stop you, but also don't let someone else's failures stop you from trying something that they failed right. you know if you if you have a plan and you're confident about it go out and achieve it just because it didn't work for them and they may be a little older than you or may, may have a little more you know followers or whatever the case may be if you have a plan and you're confident about it shoot a shot because you just very well you just very well may, might make it <laughs> shoot a shot. that's it that's all that's what life is about a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So like I said, thank you all for listening here today. Take some of these gems that you heard and not only just, you know, listen to them, but actually apply and implement them into your life and watch it change. So y'all know what I need y'all to do. Stay safe, stay invested and stay FYI fly. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you all for listening to FYI Fly, the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guests. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's F-Y-I-F-L-I Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.